Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean. Just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews, and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Um, all right. Welcome back to the podcast. Usually on Tuesdays, I do a personal life update. And if you have been a longtime Sarah Fraser Show listener or a fan of mine outside of the podcast, my baby journey has been a unique one. Ugh. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, one that way too many women have experienced with multiple miscarriages. So you guys know, a couple of weeks ago, I announced I had my second miscarriage in five months. I had one this summer at 14 weeks, although the baby had stopped growing around 11 weeks and a few days. Um, I had gone for my 12th week checkup. I had done the Down syndrome chromosomal testing that they do um, around 10 weeks. So I'd found out the gender. We were having a little girl. There was no Down syndrome chromosomal issue. But the baby did not live. She did not live beyond 11 weeks and three days. And I was traveling, so I didn't find out until about the 14th week. So then after that, a month later, I started seeing, uh, like immediately, basically, I started seeing an IVF doctor and I became pregnant like the 1st of October with the help of Lupron shots. I was doing vaginal progesterone suppositories um, and things looked good initially, like at the six week mark. Um, but the doctor said, you know, I don't know that this is a viable egg. Um, I think that you've been ovulating late, which, you know, doctors have been telling me for over a year, right? And I'll be 42 in February. I'm 41 right now. Let's hold on to the one for a couple more months. Yes. <laughs> She's a baddie at 41. Yes. And uh, so anyhow, with the help of Lupron and some monitoring, got pregnant again, but only when I went back for the eight week checkup, because we went for six weeks with we this like faint little pitter patter heartbeat. But by the time I'd gone back in two weeks later for eight weeks, there was no heart week, heartbeat, baby had stopped growing at seven weeks and a few days. And they sent this fetus out for chromosomal testing, which we just, we got the results of. And since we've got those results, I've also met with the IVF doctor and I have asked your all's opinion. And I've made a decision about if I'm doing one round of IVF or moving on to egg donor, which I'm telling you today. 
And I'm also telling you the genetic results. So, okay. So we, you know, I have the miscarriage. I have like a DNC in the office of the doctors. Like I had never had one of those, by the way, they give you this Valium shot. So my, I, I'm obsessed with my OBGYN here. He's really funny. He has like a great personality. We have this really great rapport. If you live in the LA area and you want an OBGYN recommendation, I like love him. Um, so he said to me, you know, cause this, I was only eight weeks along. So very early. And he said, okay, um, we're going to put these seaweed, seaweed sticks in your vagina, which they do. Um, and that dilates your cervix so they can do an easier DNC procedure. Um, and which is like, they dilate and suck out the fetus, which is just a very morbid way of saying it. But anyhow, um, so he goes, but I'm going to do an in-office one for you. And I said, what, who in the what? I thought like, I've always, the the other DNC that I had and the DNE, I was under, now I was over 10 weeks. So much further along. Um, so he said, no, this will be really easy. I give you a Valium shot. 90% of patients don't even remember a thing. And I was so nervous, but I, I was like, you know, he's been doing this for 25 years. So I'm like, all right, the guy knows what he's doing. So that they did, they like gave me a Valium shot in my nerve. And I don't remember anything. I remember hearing like, sorry to be disturbing, but a bit of a vacuum noise. And that was it. Like, I don't remember any of the conversations, like nothing. So I guess it was successful. Uh, this was about a month ago. And all my bleeding has stopped. So that's a good sign for a couple of weeks. And they sent out the fetus for chromosomal testing. Okay. The results came back. We had something called mosaic trisomy nine, which is when the ninth chromosome gets a triple set of chromosomes. They're, they're duplicated three times. It is not viable with for life. Um, so the fetus would not have made it. The ninth chromosome appears three times rather than twice in some cells of the body. The term mosaic indicates that some cells contain the extra chromosome nine, while others have the typical chromosomal pair. Mosaic trisomy nine may be caused by errors during the division of parents' egg or sperm or during the division of body tissue cells, somatic cells early in the development of the fetus. So um, that's what we had. and. I have been asking you guys, you know, what, like, would you try a round of IVF? Because I do have a fair amount. I have a lot of follicles, um, but I, first of all, my insurance covers none, no IVF, no IUI, no egg donor, nothing. So I have to factor in the cost. And the, I mean, just being realistic, the statistics for a person 41, almost 42 is like between maybe a 10 and 20% chance of it working the first time. And then even if you get a good egg, there's only about a 50, 50 chance that it will actually transfer stick and you'll have a live birth. So we went back to our IVF doctor and she is also very great, very good. And she said, look, I I would tell you this. I would not spend my money on IVF if you do not have coverage. I would go to an egg donor or I'm happy to try one more time doing the Lupron shots and see if I can get you pregnant naturally. But most likely your eggs are just older. And the difference you know, if you try the Lupron shots, the downside is you could potentially wait, not waste, because none of it's a waste. You're like, right, we're all learning and going along. But, you know, you could, same thing, right? You you get pregnant, 
you know, you're eight weeks along, it works or it doesn't work. Um, so again, you're now you're back three months, two or three months. So after a lot of consideration and listening to you guys, and I have many girlfriends in my forties, um, I have a couple girlfriends in my forties that have done egg donors that I have. Um, I know a couple others who are doing the IVF process or have done it. All the, all the women with the exception of one, I know one woman, um, that I met here in Los Angeles. She was 42. She did one round of IVF and I think she has three or four viable embryos. Um, and she had her son first time, first transfer. Queen's amazing. Um, so she, but all the other girlfriends that I have in their forties have done multiple, multiple rounds to have their children, to get by a couple of viable eggs. Um, and you know, that's, that's really the norm. So after talking to her, now look, I do reserve my right to change my mind, okay? So I will tell you this. I am going for one second opinion next week here in Los Angeles in Pasadena, out in Pasadena where Erica Jane used to live with Tom. Um, so maybe if this doctor has some sort of like just total different suggestion, I may change my mind. But Schman and I have talked and we are doing an egg donor. Like, what? I feel like this is sort of an announcement on The Bachelor. Okay. And now we've officially decided egg donor. Uh, okay. So it's, you know, and here's the thing too. Egg donor, what I was getting at is the doctor was the IVF doctor was saying to us that you're, if you do an egg donor in your forties, your success of like 70% chance of like the first time it's sticking. And there's like a 69% chance I think of live birth. And then by the second transfer, if the first one doesn't stick, it's like an 80% chance and 69, 70 something percent of having a live birth. Like the, the percentages are so much higher. That's where I'm like, you know, cause we've been trying for over a year. And I know many of you listening to this, have been trying for so long and I've done diets. Like I've gone to the, I went to a, a, a guy who I really like out here called the seven elements. And his name is Bruno. Amazing. And I do believe Bruno's high protein, very like high protein, low carbs, no sugar, no booze, um, mixing in some dandelion tea, some mint tea. I mean, I'm happy. Like if you guys want to hear everything he put me on, I'm happy to do the rundown. He was, I, I do think he actually got me pregnant these past, like, not, I mean, like Schman did the work, you know what I'm saying? But um, I do think his diet, and I'm going to maintain that to carry this baby, but I think his suggestions really worked, like his regimen. But I just feel like in my gut, you know, even before KJ, before we had KJ in our 30s, right, we had that crazy molar pregnancy. We've just had these abnormalities, these chromosomal abnormalities that are, you know, probably not that unique. I mean, a, a molar pregnancy is very rare to have. And then to have like my situation, which turned into a pregnancy, cancer and a hemorrhage, and then like methotrexate shots are, it's so, that's very rare. So I just think for me, it's like, I'm ready to up the odds. Like I'm ready to up the chances. So we are pursuing egg donor and I feel very good about this guys. I feel very good oh, a while. And I've toyed, I've tossed this back and forth with my friends. Like there's a, there was a part of me that was like, God, I should try around to buy VF. But you know, when you look at the stats, it's just like, you know, I mean, if I, I don't know if I'd already had two kids or if I was 40, I think if I was 40 or just turning 40, I would completely bet on my IVF journey, uh, on doing a round of IVF, 100%. I think leaning closer to 42 and then 
and I'm on these Facebook groups, which I usually find more irritating than helpful, but I, I do have two. I am one which IVF over 40 and then one using an egg donor. I actually find them to be really supportive and nice. Um, but you know, almost everybody over 40 doing the IVF journey, almost everybody is on multiple rounds. And I just know I'm not doing that financially, emotionally, all that. So I feel really good. I feel really, really good about moving on to egg donor. There's something, I don't know. It's weird. I've always, I always, I have good intuition, I guess. So there's just something that feels good about that journey. Now the paycheck, the the checks that we're going to have to cut for this journey do not feel good. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, the, let's see. Um, we got a checklist from the IVF doctor. I call him the Nozempic Benon Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. You have to call an IVF fertility like egg donor attorney. They they represent you, and then the egg donor woman has one. Um, then you have a donor bank. I'm in love with the donor bank so far that I interviewed with. So I'll keep you posted because we're documenting this entire journey. Schman and I. Schman's going to be on camera. Hopefully, a lot of the people, the doctors, because I do feel that egg donor, especially for women in their 40s, is one of the last taboos. People talk about IVF all the time. They really talk about miscarriage. There's a lot of miscarriage support out there. Um, you know, there's, I think partners are getting support. Men, your other, you know, whoever your partner is in the baby journey when you have a miscarriage, like people really talk about it. But the egg donor journey is one, even the girlfriends, even it's funny. So the two girlfriends that I have that have done it are, so happy they did it like and that's the thing that's too why i feel so good everybody i know that has done the egg donor process and had a baby is like oh my god i wish i'd done it sooner sarah i have no regrets i wish i'd done it sooner best decision of my life but it is somewhat still like taboo like people don't they don't know how to talk about it publicly they don't know how to talk about it with their children their egg donor child publicly and so I do feel a calling to like, I just, I've always done this. I've always put my life out there because if it helps one person be brave to do something or bet on themselves or just think differently, like that's all I've ever wanted to do with my show ever, ever, ever. That's always my feeling. It's always why I've been obsessed with Oprah. I feel like what Oprah did the best was she went on TV and she talked about all the tragedy that happened in her life. And then she healed from it and was like, by the way, when you live your most transparent life, look what you can be. For her, it turned out to be a billionaire two times over and a major like talk show. But 
your life isn't measured on material things. Like lots of times your success is raising amazing, healthy children that go on to be good people, kind people, take care of you. Like everyone's measurement of success is different. But I think what Oprah did and where I relate to her is like, when you live your transparent self and you're honest about your journey, somebody that happens to be listening or watching you one day is just inspired to maybe do it too. So we're going to put it all out there. I'm a little nervous about this one. Everything, the financial part of it, the interviews. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be raw. Is that a word? The most raw, real thing I've ever done. And Shmano too. <sighs> and praying that we end up with a healthy baby. So we got a checklist of things. The lawyer, the egg donor bank. I have to go back. We almost do like a mock run. Many of you who've gone through IVF know this. They check your uterus. They do your fallopian tubes, make sure they're clear. They run like a little mini. It feels like some cramping, but little mini tiny catheter through. Make sure everything's clear. Check the uterine lining. Make sure that's good. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this process. So I said to my IVF doctor, like, I, I, how do you know, like my body is not rejecting the egg? Well, obviously there was a chromosomal issue, but she basically said, look, if you've had, if you've carried a child, two-term, had the baby before, most likely we're going to run some autoimmune tests. They're also going to do, oh, what is it here? A GI for a SIBO. Anybody had a SIBO test? Because apparently I do have weird um, IBS issues. So a SIBO test, my understanding is we'll check um, like your colon, make sure, I think it's like PCOS can like grow on your colon. I highly doubt I have this, but anyhow, we're going to check it all because if I'm investing $50,000 or more on this journey. Like we gotta, we gotta, the house has got to win here. We've got to, like, we've got to make sure we're giving ourselves the best shot. So yeah, I'll show you what a SIBO test is like. I'll go and see my GI doctor who sees me like way too much. He's probably like, girl, you're a 41. You shouldn't have all these ass issues, this young chick. Um, but I am excited. I, I, the people I've spoken to, I really enjoy. And yeah, that's where we're at. So I have loved, I've tried to read every single message, every email you guys have sent, amazing, encouraging thoughts. So please, I mean, anyone you know that's used egg donor that's that's had success and like, I'm going to start publishing. Well, let me just make sure I can publish people's names. I'm not sure. When I had the bad experience with the IVF doctor, people were like, thank God you didn't say their names. Like you probably signed something where you can't disclose publicly the good, the bad. I'm like, well, I never read any of the fine print. Okay. <laughs> so I don't, I, let me, maybe let me double check before I blow everyone's name up. I'm, I'm sure many of them will participate, but um, that's where I'm at. So any egg donor advice that you have, I would absolutely love it. I appreciate. And when I had asked you guys, should I go egg donor or one round of IVF? I would say it was 60, 40, it was 60%, uh, egg donor, 40% try one round of IVF. Um, and it is and like, whenever you go through these and you ask people's opinion, I mean, the thing I learned about life is every, every single person has a different opinion, every OBGYN, every IVF doctor. So you really just have to get voices that you trust and come recommended and follow their leadership, follow their advice. That's what I'm paying them for. And, you know, not have any doubts. So I don't have any doubts. That's really where I'm at, but I'm actually excited. I'm excited to try to start the journey. Our doctor said, you know, depending on how, oh, fresh or frozen eggs, you can message me about that. Did you use frozen donor eggs or fresh? 
They want us to use fresh. Why? I just more expensive, I'm sure, you know, <laughs> no. Uh, fresh and frozen have about the same success rate, but, um, with fresh, you get more. So you get more chances, you know, if for any, you have any reason. So, because sometimes if you buy frozen eggs in the sixth lot or the eighth lot, when they unthaw them, you can lose some. Then if you have any issue with the transfer, now you're down another. And then if you want potentially a sibling, although when I told my IVF doctor, I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to go for two like one and then another one. She's like, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm like, well, if I'm buying this lot of fresh eggs, like, yeah, right. Is that what they're there for? Will they put twins in you? I didn't ask her that. So I'm ready for twins. Fresh eggs. They like to control the variables. This is what they say. But again, I would love your opinion because I have a girlfriend. She used frozen eggs. She's like, don't use fresh. It's the success rate is the same. You don't need to spend the extra money. And and the frozen are more affordable. I don't know. Um, anyway, they like it because you get more eggs, you get more chances, um, and you have extra eggs if you want to have another child. There you go. Okay. Because I'm thinking, all right, I'll have another one at 42 and then maybe at 44. Is that fine? 44 and a half? <laughs> What's the cutoff? What's the cutoff? Let's just, Shaman always says to me, Sarah, Let's just get one more healthy child here. Like, let's take it one healthy baby at a time. All right, I'm on it. So that's all our news. And it's my checklist here. And um, the cost is atrocious. How'd you afford it? I want to know, like, I'm I'm a person like, don't, that that is my only complaint about California. And maybe this is, this is donor place. Maybe this is just IVF across the country. My only complaint is, is that everywhere you go, like they, I swear to God, they, any place that tells me initially the cost of what it's going to be, I sign up with them because they're so, every effing place for the most part that you call here, donor bank, IVF, IVF doctor, they fucking do not tell you the cost. They're like, well, maybe you should speak to our finance department. No, like bullshit. Like you all, like the janitor here knows how much a fucking egg transfer costs. Okay. Just like give it to me straight. Like, I don't know why we're like, uh, you email me, you want to advertise on my show. I got a rate sheet. Okay. Here's the price. Uh, and it's not negotiable. I understand this. Like, I'm not like, it's like, why won't you just fucking tell me like, I'm going to walk out. I'm going to walk out. Doesn't matter if I match your finance department or not. So when they give me the actual direct cost here, that's usually when I sign up. So I will say I did have one egg donor company, like immediately they were, they were, and the egg donor attorney, the one egg donor attorney, they wouldn't give me the cost. It's like, you already know the estimate. So just be real. Like, I don't know why you're beating around the bush here. Like, cause that's the first question. Just fucking tell me the rates. They ought to pick up the phone and go, hi, it's so-and-so's egg donorship. This is going to be roughly $25,000. Would you like to continue? Press one. Like, I mean, like if I ran the egg donor company, that's how I would do it. How much? Okay. So how did you pay for it? Fresh or frozen eggs? This is what I need all your opinion on. And like I said, I don't know anyone that has any regrets, but I am, I am curious. It does seem like it's still a taboo for people to talk about in their forties. Is it taboo to talk about egg donor or no? All right. Let's, um, so that's where we're at. Next week on the podcast, Shman is going to join. Oh, the other thing we have to do is we have to put together. Okay, this is another question I have for you. What did you put on your checklist of things that you wanted in an egg donor? So 
the doctor gave us a list, you know, of the egg donor companies. And she said, you need to go home and you guys need to make a list of things that you want in your egg donor. And she, this is, I also appreciated this. I thought our egg donor doctor was very practical. She said, I'm going to tell you my honest opinion in doing this. You can, because I didn't realize this either. The women, the egg donor donees or the women donating their eggs, they can set the cost. So if they've had success before, like if they've had, you know, if they donated their eggs to a woman and she had a successful one or two pregnancy, they can charge more. The average is like eight to 10,000. That's the transfer. Or that's what the donors charge. Fair enough. Um, but then if she's like Harvard graduate, tall, model, blue eyes, blonde hair, whatever this, these high criterias are, she could charge like 50 to 100 grand. Like, okay, what? Y'all, we are in the wrong business. Y'all could be out here making $60,000 off of your eggs. If you're beautiful and you look like Beyonce, apparently there are people that want that. God, I wish I donated my eggs. I wish I donated my eggs. I wish I'd frozen my eggs. I don't know what I was doing. Um, because donating your eggs does not impact your fertility. I already, I also learned that in this process. Um, in fact, you end up finding out a ton about your fertility because you go through all the testing for free. We pay, we have to pay for it. Like Schman and I. So you find out your egg count, quality, your complete genetic history, all for free. Like, hello, why wasn't I doing this? Um, but she was very practical and she said, sit down and make a list. And I will tell you, do not go for these designer babies because everyone's household, go and look at a household where one kid's a doctor, the other's an artist, the other didn't go to school. Every child is different. And there's so many factors that go into it. She said, I would worry about mental health, physical health. Do they have a history of cancer, their family, any other major like health issues? Um, and I would pick some general things. Maybe that the woman looks slightly like you. Um, you know, she's educated, somewhat smart. That's like all I want. I'm really, I, I got to think about this because it's a basic list. But anyway, next week, Schman and I will put together our basic list of what we are looking for in an egg donor. And if you have any suggestions that things that like any, any questions or pivotal things that I should be asking, please let me know. I love your advice so much. You guys, especially when it comes to like women's fertility, I wish I could almost launch my own, I don't know, TSFS will how you tell you how to do it. Right. I don't know. Like Angie's list, but like more X-rated like <laughs> Anyway. All right. Love you guys. Yesterday on the podcast, Chantel from the family Chantel. Amazing. The rumors about Drake. Is she dating Waka Flocka Flame? I think she is, by the way. She kind of gets into that. Also, Sister Wives one-on-one. -on -one. Um, don't miss it. And um, we are here in the amazing sales time. It's the holiday season. So if you're shopping, be sure to frequent my sponsors. There's so many great Cyber Monday deals still happening, whether it's Cozy Earth, Uplift Desk, um, Nutrafol, so many good ones. If you're like, well, where are your sponsors? They're in the description of every single podcast episode that I put out, okay? So if there's something that you like, Honey Love is, is a sponsor, Um I would love for you to frequent my sponsors. It means so much. Please use the codes. I love you guys. And um, okay, you can continue all the conversations on my IG at The Sarah Fraser Show and on TikTok at The Sarah Fraser Show. Bye, everybody.